Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. In this video, we're going to explore how to negotiate or at least cover some of the basics because people do make a lot of mistakes uh, when negotiating simply because they don't have the experience. Uh, but before I go any further, yeah, once you've been to this video, if you like it, click like and also subscribe so we can update you on all the updated and new videos uh, and also uh, post any questions that you have and I'll happily answer them for you to the best of my ability. Now negotiating uh, is an interesting art uh, and technique. A lot of people don't know how to use it. Uh, there's a lot of books uh, and videos and information out there. Uh, I am not uh, a negotiation expert per se, uh, but I have done lots of negotiations uh, myself uh, for the work that I've done in business and in property and I've also uh, helped clients negotiate deals uh, over the last uh, 18 years. So I have a lot of experience. So hopefully what I'm gonna share with you isn't going to be theory, it's going to be practical experience. Yeah. So the first thing to bear in mind uh, is that when you're negotiating, you have to think win-win. So put yourself uh, in the shoes of the seller uh, and think why would they accept my offer what would they be thinking about what are their main concerns uh, when i put something forward to them what are they going to come back with uh, in terms of their responses uh, so the i'm going to give you 10 tips for today uh, which i hope with you you will find useful and you'll be able to implement them straight away and they're not complicated uh, so the first one and, and the most important one i would say is uh, Communication is important. So, it, uh, and through communication, you build rapport, you get to know the, the seller. Uh, and through that, I think it's vitally important that you show the seller respect. They don't have to sell you their business. They're probably gonna end up selling the business to, to somebody who they've got some rapport with and they end up liking. Of course, they want the highest price possible, but if somebody's attitude stinks and they don't like that, uh, the way that that person's behaving, they're less likely to do a better deal or to do a deal with them whatsoever. Uh, so keep, keep the dialogue going, keep communicating, share your thoughts with them openly and clearly, and at the same time, get to understand them, what's their motivation for selling, why are they really looking to sell? They probably won't tell you that uh, in the first conversation, but as you start having more conversations, you'll either put the jigsaw pieces together and work it out yourself, or they'll end up telling you what's going on, which is good because then you both got clarity. Uh, and where, whatever price obviously the seller asks for, whatever you do, don't agree to that because this is a negotiation. So this is your second tip. Uh, this it is an, a negotiation and you've got to obviously start off low and then work your way up uh, so yeah, the third tip is give a, a low price with justification so if somebody's selling their business for a million pounds you can't just go in and say uh, I'll pay you 500 grand well you can but if you don't give them a, a justification a reason some logical explanation they're just gonna think you're a 
total time wasted, they're not going to be interested. So you can go in with a low figure, but have a rationale for why you're doing that so that, that, that they can understand it and you can justify it. Uh, and it looks like that you've obviously done your homework. And of course, but by giving or putting forward a lower offer, you're going to have to do some research anyway and come up with some good reasons why you want to quote a lower price or why you're putting forward a lower price. The fourth one uh, is that price alone is not the only f concern or factor for the seller. Uh, there's other things that they'll be concerned about. One is obviously if they've started the business themselves, things like are you going to continue using their business name? Will they Will the business carry on running? Is it going to be successful? Are you the right person to be continuing that, that business? Are you going to treat their uh, employees uh, with respect and nicely and keep them on? Uh, are you going to uh, carry on working with their suppliers? Uh, so there's lots of other factors that go into uh, the business, including, of course, uh, how will their customers feel about you uh, taking over? And looking back at that, the first point I made, if you've got a bad attitude, they're going to think my clients or customers aren't going to like this person. So I don't really want to be selling my business to them. So there's other reasons uh, that people want to sell their business to the right person because they want to make sure that they leave it in good hands. So again, I'll reiterate, price isn't the only reason. You might think it is, but it's not. The fifth one is negotiations take time. So be patient, be prepared. Don't try and rush the sale uh, and don't become impatient. Uh, and it's the old saying, you gotta kiss a lot of frogs before you find a prince. Uh, so if, you, if you're only looking at one deal, it, you probably won't get it. So you gotta have quite a few going on. Uh, at different stages and different phases, and then of course track those deals. Have a just if if you're starting off, you can just keep a basic spreadsheet uh, with all the information on the deal, so you know exactly where you are. Once you become more sophisticated and you've got plenty going on, you can then obviously have a proper CRM system where you can track all this information. But be patient; it takes time, uh, and you're just going to have to get used to that. The sixth one is if you've got any particular requests on the deal structure or how you want things to work, whether you're buying the assets, the shares, uh, how you, whether you're going to defer payments, whatever it is, uh, make those requests upfront and early. Because if, if you think you're going to check them in last minute and then uh, try and push the deal through, it's not going to work. It annoys people. It throws people off uh, and it makes it harder. And then what they're going to what the seller will say is, why did you not tell me about this earlier? Uh, and then you just kind of lose, lose respect and integrity. So I, I always say, put your cards on the table uh, facing up and say, these, these are my requests. These are my red lines. If we can't make this happen, the deal is not going to happen. That's not to, nothing to do with the price, by the way. It's other things which are important to you, which uh, are, are going to prohibit you from doing the deal or which are likely to encourage you to do the deal. Make those requests up front. That's so much easier. The seventh one is make sure you know what your limits are. It's easy to, to get into a, a negotiation. You've been working on it for six months, eight months, nine months, maybe even a year. You're emotionally so tied into it now uh, that you don't think of things dispassionately uh, and you, then you go in and you either end up accepting a, a high price or certain terms uh, which you wouldn't have done 
uh, ordinarily. So what I say is, so what you've got to do is think about your ideal situation, think about your realistic situation, and think about your fallback situation or fallback position. Have those three, uh, and if, if, if the ideal uh, position comes true, you're obviously quids and you're happy. If not, you go back to your realistic position as in what you expect to happen. If that doesn't happen, what's your fallback position? And if your fallback position uh, doesn't happen either, you can walk away. There's no need to, to push and ram a deal. And again, this is why it's important to have a number of uh, irons in the fire, have quite a few deals, because when you walk away from one, you think I've got another, say, three, five, 10, 15, however many in the pipeline, something else will happen. It's a, it's a numbers game. It's purely a numbers game. Don't become too emotionally attached to a particular deal because you're then not going to be objective. You're not going to think clearly. Number eight is uh, find out what the key motivation for the seller is. Is it because they're looking to retire? Is that for some other personal reason, health reasons? Is it because the, 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 there's a partnership and it's not working out? Is it something, something to do with cash flow? Because once you work out the buyer, uh, the reason, that's going to help you better understand the position the person's in and that's going to help you negotiate a much better deal. And it's not all, all, always about the money. It could be somebody's selling because of health reasons, which therefore means they don't care too much about the cash, which therefore means you could spread the payments over a longer period, uh, but maybe pay a higher price. Uh, so, so that also gives you leverage once you know what the reasons are uh, because you can then negotiate. So for example, if somebody wants a quick sale because they need the cash, they've got their business up for 500 grand, you might be able to do a deal for 300 grand. However, if, uh, and, and pay 300 grand up front. However, if uh, cash isn't a big concern for them, they want to leave it in the, in the right hands and they're selling because of personal health reasons, uh, and they won't want to sell it for 500 grand, you might end up paying 400 grand for it, uh, but you might say, I'll pay you say uh, 200 grand up front and the other 200 grand over the next four or five years. So two different types of deals. One wants cash uh, quickly, so you pay them up front, but lo a lower amount. The other one doesn't want, the, isn't too concerned about all the cash up front, so you pay a higher amount, but you spread it over uh, a number of years. That's just one example of, a number of examples of why you need to understand why somebody is selling. The more motivated they are to sell, the more likely that uh, you'll get a good deal. Number nine is if you make concessions, then make sure you get something in return. So you can't just, just keep giving, giving, giving. Sometimes sellers have a tendency to, to do that. And sometimes they'll play those tricks of throwing the request in last minute and then uh, coming up with all kinds of excuses. I've seen quite a few of them over the last 18 years. Uh, so if, for example, you agree to pay more, uh, then you might want to say, I'll spread the payments over a longer period. So if, if there's some giving, make sure there's some taking as well, because it's got to be a two-way thing and it's got to work for both of you. Number 10, and this is the, the old chestnut, where they tell you there's other people who are interested and who've put in higher bids or better offers. Don't go into that. At the end of the day, have your position very, very clear. Remember, ideal, realistic fallback. And if it doesn't fall into any of those and it doesn't work for you, don't just put an uh, offer in just because there's four other people who are looking to buy. There might not be four other people. 
They might just be making it up, but you're not interested in that either. If the deal works for you based on your numbers, your calculations and what you want, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You just move on to the next one. So those are your first 10 tips on negotiating. I'll cover some more in uh, forthcoming videos. Again, if you like this video, click like so I know you find it useful. Subscribe to the channel so we keep you updated with future videos and post any comments or, uh, in terms of negotiating and I'll happily answer those for you. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.